Welcome to the Undeletable Dad podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Poisner, and this is the place you want to be if you're a divorced or separated man with one or more children, and you've discovered that nothing works the way it used to, or the way it's supposed to, or the way you wish it would. It's the place to be to learn to strike the exacting tone of fatherhood, to become the magnetic leader that your children will naturally turn towards, and to find out that parenting can be way less work than however you're doing it now. It's the place to hang out if you want to get off the hamster wheel of survival mode, just putting out fires one after the other, and step onto that pedestal of fatherhood where you belong. I spent this last weekend with my mom and dad. I haven't done that in a while now because of the pandemic and how we're all limiting contact with elderly people, but I'm very conscious of how limited our time together is. My dad is 87 years old now and suffering with Parkinson's, very stoically I might add, but he's really kind of a just a frail shell of his former self. All the roar has died down to kind of a steady purr. It's funny, but when I look at him now, I see how much he resembles his mom, my grandmother, in her old age. I can actually see both of his parents in him. And I was lucky enough to know both of them. They were a big part of my childhood. I remember my grandfather very clearly. He was around until I was about 11, I think. And I saw him every weekend of my life until the very end. I can't say that I was really close with him, but he was a warm, affectionate guy who didn't speak much English, but he was always there to pull a quarter out of your ear and then put it in your hand. He was there to pinch your cheek and say, what a pretty girl you are, or in my little brother's case, what a fine boy. He was a house painter, at least That's what he did to earn money. In his heart, he was apparently a stage actor. I never even knew that until my dad told me just in recent years that his father had confessed to him at one time that he always wished he had followed his heart and stayed in the theater. When I think of him now, I remember the twinkle in his eye. He was a card player, a gambler. And for all the, tr- all the trouble that it caused in his marriage, it ended up being the source of my family's security to this very day. At one point, he won half the title to a building in a card game. I don't know the details, but he was known as a vicious pinochle player. I think it was a friendly game, but at some point, somebody let go of their share of a building that they didn't want. And to say that it was a dump would be an understatement. It was a flop house with a barber shop on the main floor in a part of town where the charity missions were. Extremely gritty, low-income area. We're talking the 1930s now in Toronto, near the waterfront. He used to go there to collect rent from people who wouldn't or couldn't pay. And so it never made any money. It was just this kind of albatross that he would never take from around his neck because owning property was a thing. It was a a kind of future security for your children. So back to my dad, he was the only one 
of my grandfather's three boys who ever helped out with that building. He didn't like it, but he went along to keep his dad company when it was time to collect the rent, which I think actually looked more like bringing food to the tenants and listening to their troubles. And when my grandfather passed away, he left this flea bag place to my dad, who continued renting to people who couldn't pay until the day that it burned down. And since it was a part of a row of connected buildings on a main thoroughfare, you couldn't just leave it burnt out. It had to either be demolished and sold or rebuilt. My dad decided to rebuild and to move his professional offices there. He was an architect working for himself. So he had the place rebuilt and then moved himself and his few employees into that derelict building. He also rented out the storefront to a series of hairdressers and used furniture dealers who came and went, mostly in the dead of night, owing months of back rent. And he picked up syringes and empty bottles from his parking spot in the back. And he eventually dealt with people pooping in the stairwell by blocking off the stairwell. In 50 years as an architect, my dad saw his profession change a lot, much of it in ways that he disagreed with. People didn't hire architects for their design expertise so much anymore, and he shied away from doing big projects like shopping malls and apartment complexes that didn't reflect any of what he believed architecture was supposed to be about, bringing beauty and functionality together to improve people's lives. So he never really made a lot of money. He had enough for a nice life for him and my mom and us kids, but there was no retirement fund of any kind. And when it was time to retire, the neighborhood surrounding this sketchy property had suddenly become all gentrified and everyone wanted to be there. And he sold that building that his dad won in a card game. And the proceeds are what's keeping him and my mom in the kind of security and pleasant retirement that would make my grandfather smile that twinkly smile if he could see it. He would have had no way of imagining the unlikely legacy that he was leaving his family from his gambling. And my dad, my dad has given me so much. I'm so indebted to him for his strengths and his human flaws. Because I barely remember what an asshole he was on many occasions. None of that seems to matter anymore. I only see the good parts now. I only see his amazing qualities, the brave choices he made in his career, and in how intentionally my brother and I were raised. My dad is quite literally a shell of his former self now, the soft, feeble frame of a man near the end of his days. But when I sit with him, I really only see the fierce lion he used to be, how solidly he stood in his conviction, even when he was dead wrong. And so much affection. My God, he was someone who everyone wanted to be hugged by. Our childhood friends and even the neighbor kids who are now middle-aged people with kids of their own, they still talk about my dad and his big hugs. My stepkids love his hugs. They consider him a grandfather, which really warms my heart. I'm holding precious codes that I got from him, and I'm so aware of that and so proud of it. 
and I suspect that I also got my grandfather's sense of mischief. I'm kind of a gambler too, I guess, when you think of it. I like to take risks and bet it all on myself. I started out in life as a classical musician. I quit my logical university studies and enrolled in music school, which was basically the equivalent of runaway to, running away to join the circus as far as potential earnings is concerned. And then I won the lottery of two jobs. I had long run with each of, of two different symphony orchestras, long permanent full-time employment. And when I'd done everything I wanted in that field, then I studied alternative medicine and I built a thriving practice. I'm really pleased and honored actually to have clients who have been with me for almost 20 years. And now as an online entrepreneur, this podcast, my Facebook community, my coaching and mentorship business, it's all a way for me to keep taking risks, to express myself, to find my own way of combining beauty and functionality to improve people's lives. I wanted to reflect a bit on my dad and my grandfather, both to honor them and to remind you that you're someone's dad and they're going to look back one day and see who you really are. The more you can show them who you really are now, like the more you can show up with the qualities you want them to see in you, well, the more you'll be dropping the exact codes that are going to be the treasure that they got from you. Like my grandfather, you have no idea of the ultimate value of what you give your kids. You just have to follow your gut and take the risks and be as much of yourself as you possibly can. Before I leave you, let me just tell you a bit about what's coming up this week. We're kicking off the Legacy Mastermind, which is basically an executive coaching experience aimed specifically at improving your performance as a father. Let's face it, the skills are very much the same. And when it comes down to it, whether it's in your professional life or your personal life, you can only benefit from clearing away the obstacles blocking you from your full power, charisma, and magnetism. You'll be stunned by the quality of the personal breakthroughs that come from working in this kind of container. In the company of other compatible dads going through pretty much the same challenges that you're having. This is only for those of you who are absolutely ready to say goodbye to the baby steps method of personal development. You want the quantum leap and you want it now. That's the result you can expect as a participant in Legacy Mastermind. Applications are still being accepted, but it starts this coming week. So if you're interested, do it now. Send me a message at tracy at undeletabledad.com and we'll set up a call. Thanks for listening. Your kids thank you too.